Welcome to Emran's Podcast, episode number 27. This is your host, Suman Silwan. Trail running is the best way to experience running, period. Visit emruns.coms to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels, and more. I'd like to welcome Aaron Osterhaus to Emran's Podcast. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. How's the weather in Portland? It's beautiful. We have uh, cool fall temperatures, but it's clear skies and sunny. Is it always a clear sky at Portland? Because I never never visited that part of this country. So <laughs> Very rarely. Usually it's cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have a lot of trail system around Portland, or how does that work for you guys over there? Oh, yeah. We have access to uh, the nation's um, largest urban forest called Forest Park, which has, I couldn't tell you exactly, but probably hundreds of miles of trails in it. One that's kind of the most popular is Wildwood Trail that goes over 30 miles of single track to the park. Sounds like a fantastic place to come and run some days. Yeah, I mean, that's just right in our backyard. And then, of course, we've got Columbia River Gorge, which is full of great trails, and uh, Mountain National Forest and the surrounding national forests are full of good trails and out towards the coast. So there's really no end to great trail running out here in the Pacific Northwest. Before we talk about uh, uh, Montreal uh, Trail Running Shoes, can you talk about your running background? Sure. Yeah, uh, life, lifelong runner. Um, started running in uh, elementary school. He ran, um, I guess, what I would consider <laughs> competitively in, in high school. I um, was fortunate enough to parlay that into running in college. Um, ran at the University of Portland here in Portland, Oregon. Had a, had a great time there on the bluff as a pilot. I uh, would never consider myself a uh, highly successful runner, but um, very passionate runner and very committed runner and continued to run after college and slowly kind of moved up in distance and found myself gravitating towards the adventure um, and kind of beauty and wonder of, of running outdoors. And so trail running became kind of my uh, my passion and, and honestly it's kind of where my running started anyways. I grew up in Ashland, Oregon, which is a bit of a trail and ultra hub in and of itself. So to me, running has always kind of been trail running and to get back into that after, you know, collegiate eligibility ended, get off the track, get off the roads and get on the trails was, was an easy transition for me. And then it kind of gravitated into um, ultras. And while I don't necessarily um, maybe uh, consider myself like a true ultra runner, I do run the occasional ultra and uh, I love to go long on the trails. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm, you know, about to turn 41 uh, here in October, so my my competitive days are are behind me. But um, I still get out there and put the bib number on every every once in a while. But in ultra running uh, world, 41 is very young. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's more about uh, the motivation to uh, to put in the training than it requires to to be successful. You know. Um, between, uh, I'm sure everybody everybody juggles this, and uh, between work and life and home, sometimes it's hard to get out there and keep keep slogging those, you know, 70, 80, 90 mile week. Definitely, it's it's difficult. Hopefully, you can run your birth year as a mile. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a mo- <laughs> that'll be a motivation to do. There you uh, go. It sounds like a great running journey you have you have so far, and I'm I'm sure you you're looking forward to run more in coming days. For sure. Your life revolves around running and uh, running part of the running community and, and do things for running. And you also work for a company that produces running shoes. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, my uh, I, I started in the uh, footwear world, so to speak, um, later on in my career. My my major was in biology, of all things, and I worked for the U.S. Department of Fish and Wildlife and for the um, U.S. Forest Service for a number of years post-collegiately before finding myself back in Portland and um, ended up getting a job with Adidas America. I led that into a 10-year career there working in running specifically. Ultimately ended up at Columbia Sportswear working for Montreal when an opportunity arose that I just couldn't pass up to head up their, their Montreal brand, which is their trail running brand. So Montreal was a standalone brand that was owned by Columbia. So I worked for Montreal exclusively for the first two years, more or less, while I was with Columbia Sportswear Company. And then just recently, Columbia um, has more fully integrated Montreal under the Columbia umbrella. So now co-branded sub-brand of Columbia, Columbia Montreal, and, and it represents the entirety of the trail running line for Columbia. So I work as a senior product manager um, on the Columbia Montreal line. Sounds like I found a perfect person to ask questions now, because I've been trying. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying a few Montreal brand shoes, and I'm sure your involvement on making those or making it come through come out of the production. So, talk about uh, shoes. Uh, what does it take to make a shoes? Uh, every every shoes has a different styles, different colors. How how does it comes comes around? coming from a, a thought to a production to ultimately come to yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, we could spend uh, we could spend 30 minutes to a, a lifetime talking through that. Um, but in short, it's um, kind of a group project between a multitude of different facilities within a company, from design to development to merchandising to sales. Um, but it really starts with kind of a, the basic idea of um, – Solving, solving for an end use, solving for a problem, right? So in trail running, you are um, you're hit with a number of of technical needs from traction to durability to protection, and how you weave those things together in a cohesive form um, and and create an idea and put it into a brief is done by the merchandising team kind of hands off that brief, that idea, that vision for the shoe to the design team that starts to ideate on what that might look like and how they can build not only the functionality that, that you're looking for, but also the necessary aesthetic into the shoe. And then they work hand-in-hand -hand with the merchandising team again and with the development team um, to actually create that shoe. You know, what materials go where uh, and how do, how do you build the shoe? How does the costing work? and all those kinds of things that end up with a sample in your hand, right? And then when you finally have that sample in your hand, you can slowly start to treat the shoe and go through a lot of the product testing process and the fit testing process that allows you to kind of dial in the shoe. And then, of course, as it goes from season to season to year to years and years, you start really developing a really broad base of knowledge about your specific product, about your specific consumer, about um, the end use specifically that your products are for. So Montreal has a really, really long history in running. It's got a well-known fit. We have laughs at our disposal. We have uh, an amazing team of designers and developers working on the products and uh, kind of a lifetime, so to speak, of experience in the trail running world 
that is all applied to the creation of the shoes. And then, of course, this, you know, you mentioned even color. Of course, we have color designers that come in and keep the shoes, you know, color correct for the marketplace and for the trends that are happening. So it really is a um, all-in, no stones, unturned process that goes into a shoe coming from just an idea in someone's head to actually being commercialized and being sold on a retail floor. But just a question on that, uh, your shoe design or shoe models, shoe models are changed from year to year. Is there something changes over the years or you just learn something new and you want to implement then? Is that how it works or? Yeah, yeah. In most cases, uh, it's an evolution, not a revolution. So it's not about completely blowing up a shoe and starting from scratch. It's about taking the learnings that you got from the previous model and updating them accordingly, right? So you might find that maybe you had a little bit of discomfort in the heel that you didn't think you were going to get, right? So then you change your collar lining and maybe you change the top line of your collar and maybe you add a little more foam in there. There's little tiny things that you can tweak without changing the shoe entirely as the shoe goes from its first iteration to its second iteration, its third iteration, its fourth iteration. So it really is about evolving the shoe over um, a long period of time. And you see that with a lot of the, you know, most popular models in the space, that they're on their 10th, 11th, 12th iteration um, of the shoe as it evolves over time. Yeah, definitely I have seen those. As the shoe evolves, how does the testing, how do you do the test in the market? Well, the test in the market or product testing, kind of two different things, right? We have extensive product testing and fit testing that goes on here. Um, We have an entire department that's dedicated to that task, and they have thousands upon thousands of testers that are out there that uh, we get our products on their feet and they put them through their paces in their intended environments and do their best to beat them up. And we learn a lot about the shoes through that process. And that process drives a lot of the changes that we make. Now, there's also the reaction in the marketplace as well, right? How well a product sells through, how did the buyers like them? Um, how did it stand up against some of its closest competitors? Because you might get some learnings out of that as well that drive some changes. Definitely. This this past weekend, I was wearing all Montreal brand and Comet. I got most people from us uh, by the Colorado, uh, uh, I think that brand yep. shoes, and people loved it. And they were asking me where I got that from. So so. <laughs> so it's, well, that, it, that shoe in particular is is one that um, I worked on when I when I uh, started with Montreal and. We, it first launched in um, spring of this year, so February of 2016, and uh, we've got the second iteration of it ready to go in, in February of 2017, and uh, we're actually already working on the third iteration of it for spring 2018. So, um, again, there's small changes along along the way, but it's a shoe that won a Best Debut Award from Competitor Magazine and that it's been received extremely well at retail and by um, our core consumers. So. You know, we're excited about what the future can be for that shoe for our brand. Definitely. It's a very comfortable shoes, and um, I enjoyed wearing it. So it, it, actually, I broke it this weekend because I was looking at it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and try it and see what happens. There was other brands. I, the competitive brands were there. I said, no, nah, I'll just choose this one and, and try it and how it feels. It worked great. I mean, I should say my friends think that I got blinded by a by the color so that's what i was asking you get the bright orange one going? Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah i got the bright orange one it was like uh you can light this trail with those shoes so yeah yeah it's clean and hard with that color bringing some real energy definitely talking more on the the brand and the shoes 
so I even within your uh, within the Montreal brand, there's different different type of uh, different lines of shoes. How does that work uh, when you create different lines? Are you still looking at the how uh, different terrains or different uh, people are using it? How does that work? Yeah, um, your line architecture is absolutely crucial to your your brand. Um, with Montreal, we wanted to focus on um, you know what we do best and what we're known for, and that's and that's running on trails. Um, but we also wanted to be seen as a full service trail brand, which we are. So. Um, we wanted to be there for the runner before, during, and after the trail. So we also have a performance recovery line. But our product on the trail is then further delineated by three separate silos. So our first silo is just pure trail running. That is for um, in use and surface type you would associate with normal trail running, sort of groomed to semi-rocky um, dirt trails. And then we have another segment that's mountain running. So this is much more extreme. So um, you think of the end use, you're talking often above tree line. You're talking overtly rugged, very rocky terrains. And those types of trail running experiences are very different. For one shoe, um, you're going to need a lot more protection. You're going to need a lot more durability, and you're going to need a lot more um, traction built into the shoe. So when you take those elements that we're putting into a trail running shoe, we're, we're dialing them up several more notches when you look at that transition, that sort of evolutionary flow from trail running to mountain running. Now, additionally, we also have a product silo known as Fastest Known Time, or FKT, which, of course, is um, a direct relation to the FKT phenomenon in the trail and ultra-running space. And as much as an FKT is about speed on the trail, FKT is about speed and shoes, too. So we wanted our FKT line to be our lightest, lowest profile, uh, most flexible, most, most breathable kind of go-fast product for the woods. But we wanted to make them across the entire um, spectrum of surface type. So we have the Fluid Flex FKT, which is kind of for that um, road-to-trail hybrid space. We have the uh, Rogue FKT, which is for that pure trail running space. And we have the Transalps FKT, which is for that mountain running space. And then, as I mentioned, we have our recovery line as well. I do have a Fluid Flex FKT uh, shoes, and it's light and it's fast. and I actually wore it for a 12-hour run, and it performed well. Yeah, I mean, that it's actually a, a platform, an underfoot experience that has been with the brand for a number of years. Started with the Fluid Flex 1, went to the Fluid Flex 2, went to the Fluid Flex ST, and now ultimately evolved into the Fluid Flex FKT. So we've got a lot of experience with that midsole, outsole components, and um, uh, they've always been popular, and it's a really great underfoot feel. Sounds like a, you have a lot of in different terrain shoes, so that's always helpful. Yeah, I mean, we, we have we have a very, very comprehensive um, line across the board. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of road running brands are playing in the trail running space, and that's great. But you'll see that they kind of uh, limp in with one or two models, and it's really an afterthought in comparison to their road business, which is really their bread and butter. For us, trail running is us through and through. You know, it's, it's what we do. So um, our entire line from top to bottom is built around trail running. And we're not coming in with one model. We're coming in with, you know, 15 models across the board. So we have something for everybody regardless of kind of the surface type or experience they're looking for. So for Montreal brand, it's most of the focus on the trails or do you have a shoes, uh, road shoes as well? 
We don't currently currently have road shoes. Um, that Fluid Flex SKT, which does have quite a bit of outsole grade EVA in the shoe itself, is is very adaptable for road surfaces and it's kind of a hybrid road to trail shoe um, for us. And we're actually looking to get a little more thoroughly into that hybrid space in future seasons. Definitely. What's the difference between uh, road running shoes versus trail running shoes from the, your point of view? Well, at its most basic, it's those three key elements of traction, durability, and protection. You know, you just you just don't have as much of a call for it on the road. So you don't need the shoe to be overtly luggy. Um, you don't need the shoe to have some sort of a rock plate or, or trail protection built into the shoe because you're not running on the rocks. And you also don't need quite as much protection through the toe cap area and heel because you're not running in rocks, right? You're running on the road. So those are all things that you can sacrifice on a road running shoe to make the shoe um, a little bit lighter, a little bit faster, a little bit more flexible. So you're actually much more challenged in building a trail running shoe because you want that same fit, feel, and transition where the shoe just kind of um, exudes comfort and disappears on your foot during the run. You want that same experience in a trail running shoe, but you also have to make sure that it has traction, make sure that it has protection, making sure that it has durability. You are riding a fine line, and um, I think that's what makes creating trail running shoes so much fun because it is a much more difficult recipe to put together than your basic road running shoe. Yeah, definitely. Even here, we go through a lot of rugged areas versus riding the road. Right, so that shoe is going to break down a whole lot faster if it doesn't have some serious uh, protection built into it. Definitely. I think when I start, first started running a trail, I was using my road shoes, and it wore out pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's the point of entry for everybody, right? You know, you start out as a, most people start out as a runner on the roads, and you know, someone talks them into running a trail race or going on a trail run, and you fall in love with it. But you're first out there in your road shoes, and you start slipping around in the mud as fall turns into winter, and you start realizing, or you start carrying your uppers on rocks, you start realizing, I better actually get the right tool for the right job. Also, talk about trail running shoes and road running shoes. Trail running shoes, uh, do you also focus on try to see if they will drain waters and and because we had to cross a lot of streams? And is that a consideration part of the, your shoe making? Yeah, everything is a consideration for sure. It's uh, um, every We weigh every variable, and there's certainly two schools of thought, and we have shoes for both schools of thought. We have a pro- proprietary waterproof technology in OutDry that is better in every way to standard booty construction waterproofing. It's a membrane that adheres directly to the inside of the shoe, so the shoe still fits the same as a regular shoe. It doesn't look bulky. It's not heavier. It actually breathes much better than any other waterproofing system while at the same time keeping your foot dry. So for those people that truly want a waterproof experience in a trail running shoe, we offer it. Now, the secondary school of thought is there's that group that says, you know what, I'm running through creeks, there's water running down my leg, I don't need a waterproof shoe because I'm going to get so wet anyways, it just doesn't matter. What I need is a shoe that's going to actually drain. So we create those shoes as well. And that goes into um, the mesh materials that we purchase for the shoe, making sure that they're not going to um, hold tons of water into them and making sure that they have areas in the, the rand near the, um, the outsole, I'm sorry, near the midsole of the shoe where the water can drain back out. And that's really one of the more probably popular views on it is that people that are running 100-mile you know, ultras where they're crossing creeks 
What they really want is a shoe that's going to dry quickly for them because they don't want to hold moisture into the shoe and potentially have any sort of foot problems where they're creating blisters or soft skin of any kind. I got you. Definitely. I have not tried your shoes. The running season has been dry summer here in Alabama, so I'll have to wait till the winter time and, and see how it'll drain. Yeah, I mean, we get plenty of opportunity here in the Northwest to run in the rain, and uh, um, I'm a pretty staunch believer in just having a shoe that, that is uh, nice open mesh that can dry well. But for those people that prefer a fully waterproof experience, we have the best waterproof shoes in the market as well. It's good for some people, I, I guess, especially if you're trekking up in the in, <laughs> and you don't want it to sure. wear their shoes and socks. You know, sometimes it's important people yeah. not to wear their socks, especially running hundred mile or yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean the beauty of, the beauty of trail running is that there's there's no one way that you're meant to experience it. Right, so one person might want zero drop, one person might want ten mil drop, one person might want a wide toe box, one person might have a narrow foot, one person might need high arch. And then we can just keep going, right? So um, there is no one way to create a shoe, and that's why it's good to have a wide variety of shoes in your arsenal the way that we do, so that we do have a shoe for every single trail runner out there. Definitely. So Aaron, uh, beyond uh, shoes, can you talk about other product product line that Montreal makes? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I mentioned before that we have a comprehensive recovery line. That recovery line consists of anatomically uh, kind of correct footbeds in our flip-flops that allow the plantar fascia to uh, recover from the strains of road running and um, heal at a much quicker rate. So those are Molokai Molokinis. Those have been in the line for a really long time and have a great following. Um, we're really excited to have those in the line. We also have two different types of insoles. One's a lower profile version and one's a little higher profile version, but also um, built on the same last, the same underfoot geometry as those Molokai Molokinis. And similar to the Molokai Molokinis, they're thermomoldable. So you can heat up any of those products and mold them directly to your specific foot's dimensions, which makes them um, kind of the ideal recovery product for the widest variety of people. So really excited to have that recovery product in our line. And one of the great things with this transition of Montreal coming more fully under the Columbia brand is that we're now a full head-to-toe brand. Montreal's always been a footwear-only brand, but starting in spring 17, we now have a full comprehensive line of trail running apparel from outerwear to jackets to shorts. And as we move into um, fall 17, we're going to be adding accessories to that, including packs. Um, and so really the sky's the limit with Columbia Montreal going forward. That's lots of great uh, bars between the great company. And uh, Columbia makes great apparel and all the other lines. So, yeah, I mean that's I mean you hit it right on the nose, right? So for us to try to have started up an apparel line our, on our own without any background or know-how or history in the apparel industry would have been very difficult. But we have at our fingertips, you know, one of the greatest outdoor apparel companies in the industry that can kind of uh, take a leadership role in creating that product. So as much as we have the history on in the trail running footwear, they have the history in apparel. And so combining those two expertise is going to allow us to, I think, jump on the scene in a very major way um, with our products in the future. Sounds like there's a lot to look forward for in the coming years. And um, hopefully we can talk more with you in the coming days. Do you have any last words before we close this interview? 
Yeah, just a just a shout out to everybody that's out there running on the trails. Um, we we here at, at Columbia Montreal believe firmly that trail running is the best way to experience running. Period. And as it becomes more and more popular, we're excited to kind of open up um, the opportunity of trail running and share trail running with a wider variety of people. So I'm excited to be a part of that movement. I hope that. Uh, all your listeners can get out there and give our shoes a try. So thanks for your time. Looking forward to talking to you. Thanks so much.